Eric, you had one job. You had, I had one had job one that job. no one told me about. Can I unbutton my pants now? That... Wait, I, I'm supposed to have been wearing pants? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, Compy, you take the pants off before the show. Oh, metaf- metaphorical pants, man. I'm not talking about actual pants. Whoa, metaphorical pants. I never really thought of pants as a metaphor for anything. Except the imprisonment of the man. (laughs) You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast with puns of damage. You're listening to Low Elo. Week 4 of the LCS, TSM go 2-0, beating evil geniuses and Curse to stay on top in North America at 9-1, and Cloud9 defeat XDG and Team Coast to stay second in the region at 8-2. In EU, things couldn't be tighter. The top teams, Rokat, Fnatic, and Gambit, are locked in a three-way tie for first. The rest of the teams are locked in a four-way tie for second, except Millennium, who sit at the bottom of the region with a 3-7 record. This is episode 101 of Low Elo. Just let that sink in for a little moment, guys. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and with me, as always, from the very beginning, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. What's up, guys? I'm still here. <laughs> Can't get rid of you, man. <laughs> and, and here, uh, working on his... His goal of being in more than three episodes this year is returning uh, low elo science team Eric Belsas, aka Miley Cyrus. This is the story of a yordle who planted mushrooms and drowned the whole world. No, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I forgot the science team thing. That's... Oh yeah, I, I suppose I should say something sciency, uh... <laughs> like sciency. Yeah, Wolfram, also known as Tungsten, has the highest melting point of any solid. Ta-da! I bet bet all the listeners, I will bet you five bucks you woke up today, didn't think you were going to learn anything about Tungsten. Yeah. But you did. Or or Wolfram. (laughs) Same thing, you know, just... Hey, you know what? At first I thought that the first was uh, was a champion or something. So, <laughs> <clears throat> this this week on Low Elo, we're going to talk a little bit about TSM and the uh, state of North American esports, and uh, a little bit about what made League of Legends, or well, no, what what made Low Elo uh, throughout these last few years different from everything else out there, and kind of reaffirm to you just what it means to stay classy. 
In fact, I think that's probably a good place for us to kick it off, don't you? Don't you think? For episode yeah. one hundred and one, just get down into it. Yeah. These uh, it's kind I of feel like, like a, we, we should do one of those review or like uh, clip shows. You yeah, know, I was I was season. thinking the same thing, you know, with like 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 flashbacks and everything, except yeah. that I've always hated those. Yeah, so they feel much. cheap. Like, yeah. Hey Jeff, yeah. do you remember the time where? <laughs> yeah, man, do you remember the first time Eric was on? <laughs> Five episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're not going to do flashbacks, at least not in any sort of traditional sense. But you know, I, I think it's uh, we've been saying to stay classy for a long time here, and that's uh, something that we talked a lot about in early episodes, and we continue to talk about. But maybe we address it a little bit more. Uh, plainly before. So I think, do you think it's a good time we just go ahead and remind people what it is to stay classy? Oh, yeah. What that attitude's yeah, I mean, all about? If, if anyone wants to rededicate their life to being classy, you know, just come on uh, down right now. Mm hmm. And, and I will throw water at you. <laughs> and say, you're classy! <laughs> no, but it is and, sort of a... And I say to the rager in you, be gone! Be gone! I cast you out! Yep. <laughs> and then you go, Ooh, and you have, to, you have to shudder, that's part of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. fall to the sh- floor, start speaking in yeah. tongues. <laughs> BR, 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 BR. But anyway, no, it's... it's uh, <laughs> way, way, way. <laughs> oh my god what's he saying it's the rager inside it's the troll escaping from him <laughs> okay uh, oh. overextended metaphors aside uh staying classy is, is it's, it's been our motto here since day one of low elo and and what it really means is to uh have a be a good sportsman that's what i want to say is first up is you know I have a background in team sports. I was raised playing team sports, and I always I was always taught by my parents, by my coaches, to be a good sportsman. And that's something that I think a lot of gamers miss out on because you know the stereotypical gamer they stay inside, where you know sports guys are outside and driving motorcycles surrounded by beautiful women. Um, <laughs> well, but not just that. But let's let's face it in this in this modern day and age. Uh, team sports aren't as prolific oh, yeah. throughout like school and high school as they used to be. Oh yeah, and to say gamer mm. now is like to say someone's wearing jeans, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like everybody's a gamer. <laughs> everybody's so. a gamer of some type. So, you know, it's one. It's being a good sportsman, and it's 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 having a good reflection of yourself, presenting yourself, behaving in a way that uh, has that will enable others to think well of you. That's yeah. what I think. It yeah. See, I've always thought of it, uh, like in two terms. And that is to, you know, staying classy means to play honestly and then to also play respectfully at, at all times. And everything else that we could say, I think falls under one of those two. And, uh, but, but the other side of stay classy and that whole low elo attitude that we try and bring across to everybody is that it's not just good for League of Legends. You know, the, the lessons that we teach you here, uh, on the show are 
really good for you in pretty much every situation where you're working with other people. It's, you know, doesn't even have to be games. It could be at your workplace or whatever. It may not extend so much as to, you know, the knowledge of warding or something like that. That might not be so useful in your day to day life, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the core concepts, I think, uh, translate over, you know, and make you not just a better gamer, but a better person. So. Um, I like the sportsmanship side though, especially the, you know, presenting yourself in a form that, you know, you can be proud of and that will enable others to be, you know, proud of you. I think that's a really good one to go with. Yeah. I, for me, and, and I'm, I'm new here, so I guess I'm presenting a new side, but for me, when I'm thinking about the low elo stay classy concept, it's to provide a play for me it's like the golden rule right you want <clears throat> to prov- you want to provide the play experience that you want to play in yeah you want to provide a play experience where you're communicating you're being friendly you're being positive you're being friendly to your opponents you're saying oh man nice shot that was awesome that's where i want to play and that's where that's that's a environment that i can thrive in that i can enjoy uh and if everyone just follows the golden rule, treats others as you would like to be treated, provided you're not like a masochist, then hey, <laughs> we've well, got. See, that's that's why I've always like modified that rule. It's actually <laughs> treat others the way that they want to be treated. Yeah. Okay. You know that maybe that's maybe that's a good modification. <laughs> but um, I I think if we if you keep that in mind, you can create a really beautiful beautiful place to uh, enjoy playing some games that's yeah really postmodern it's this it's a postmodern notion that that reality is your own creation <laughs> that you create right. you can you have the power to create your own reality and in league that's doubly true because it's all yeah, digital well, it, in the first place yeah and i mean we we giggle but it's it's totally true i mean we, we listen to the success stories that we get sent to us via email every week um, about, you know, oh, the hey man strategy worked. It's like, well, yeah, we know it worked because it's, it's a good strategy. Uh, you know, oh, the, your, your advice for, uh, learning a new position worked. Well, yeah, we, we know it worked because it's a good strategy. And we're picking <laughs> these, <laughs> we're picking these, uh, not from like our personal experiences with league, but from our personal experiences as human beings and, you know, mm-hmm, treating others mm-hmm. in a certain fashion and, you know, working through, hard problems like trying to learn new roles whether they be in league of legends or you know like a new job or something like that but uh so so yeah there's the notion of sportsmanship there's that golden rule uh treat others uh the way that you want to be treated or maybe the way that they want to be treated and uh then you know play honestly play respectfully that's that's like where everything that we talk about comes from right Mm -hmm. so just, you know, kind of keep that in mind, people. We wanted to re-up that and remind everybody that that's why you're here. That's why this show exists. We're not here to provide you the latest up-to-date and in-depth insights on the esports scene because we're just a bunch of dudes. Some <laughs> Skype call with some dudes. Yeah, it's a Skype call, Skype with, call some with some dudes. <laughs> I mean, we're not even here to provide you the, the latest and greatest champion strats or anything like that. I mean, let's face it. There's websites out there that do that better than we do. Mm-hmm. But what almost every single resource out there fails to do is to, 
teach and to provide the tools that you need in order to like successfully work as a team and i guess even just as a, a half decent player from not a skill standpoint from but from a attitude standpoint well i would go and, so far as to say that it's i mean how many emails have we gotten saying that you know we've helped people enjoy the game again oh yeah you know it's that's really what it's i mean it all comes down to stay classy and, and it's fun you know it's it's having fun not at the expense of other people it's not having fun like, hey, hey, I crushed you, noob. It's having fun with other people and, and carrying that attitude forward is creates, like Eric was saying, the, the, the kind of environment we all want to play in. Yeah. Yeah. And Low Elo was started because, uh, Dave and I, we realized that that was needed. You know, we had played some particularly bad games. And they were, you know, as a result of other people's behavior. And we, we asked ourselves, you know, there's, is, is, there's gotta be a resource out there to teach players how to be good to each other. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. (laughs) Oh man, let's not show our age anymore. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I worry how much of our audience is not going to understand. (laughs) Your homework, guys, if you don't get the reference, is to Google it. Is to Google wild stallions. Wild stallions with a Y instead of an I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But th- that's how all this came about. It was it was us, you know, saying, you know what? Let's be that resource. Let's be the guys who do that, and let's just see what happens. And holy crap! I mean, it, it turned into two years of podcasts. Um, <laughs> for which you know I wouldn't change a thing in the world. It's been awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> So now that we're done talking about where we're not experts, let's talk about, uh, you know, TSM and the North American esports scene. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> we're, we're to, all experts here, right? To, to yeah. Just reiterate. So I don't know, like as a preface for this, we always talk about TSM on the show, but like before we had to make excuses. Whereas yeah. right now TSM is number one in NA. So it's, like, yeah. You know, we, we, we get to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Or I know. I mean, we're expected to talk about them. <laughs> we kind of have you know? to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, to to not talk about TSM right now would do you a disservice. Yeah. So, so man, Bjergsen's really good, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> as as it turns out, Bjergsen's pretty good. You know, I, I I really do love it every time that they make the joke. Uh, you know, Bjergsen has it his way, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a Bjerger yeah. king. Okay, no, yeah. he's he is really good, but. I don't think, I don't think it's just him. No, no, no. That's like, and, and they were talking about they had Dyrus on the desk between, you know, before like the next game or whatever, and and apparently Reggie had tweeted that Dyrus should get the MVP for this yeah. week. And it just, if you pay attention to how Dyrus plays, it's I love him because he's the ultimate. He's the aspect the the epitome of what the north american top meta is he <laughs> he plays passive he doesn't go for kills like ever you know i mean unless there's a gank or something but i mean he right he's just sits at their farms all day and will push the lane all day and then you know teleport down for a dragon every now and then. so i i think D- dyrus has really come into his own this season well yeah but i think that uh and, you know, maybe this isn't the original topic here, but I think the way he answered that question 
uh, shows how he's actually matured as a player over the last two years. If you had asked him that, if you had told him that, you know, Reggie says that you're the MVP for this game, and then asked him, what do you think about that two years ago? His answer would have been something along the lines of, well, I just wreck everybody, you know, and we're the best team out there. That, that's what he would have said, yeah. you know. But what he said this time was uh, that, you know, I, I play cons- – I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I play consistency uh, consistently. If I ever get ahead in my lane, it's because the other person made, uh, made a mistake. And uh, other than that, the thing that's really been going for us is our team communication has improved. And as a result, we're better, we're better able to take advantage of our, of our surroundings. Well, and I don't think they'll ever admit to this on air, but I think it's TSM started listening to Low Elo. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's, you think that's it? Yeah. They're staying classy. That's a... <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's part of their training regimen, you know, one, one ranked match, one episode of Low Elo. Yeah. Repeat. Repeat. Right. Eventually, they'll get to this episode. Until hair is silky and smooth. <laughs> hey, Bjergsen, he's got, you know, some pretty classy hair. You know, they uh, they also talked about that, how, you know, Bjergsen, a lot of people are saying he's a shot caller, but apparently he's not. Apparently, they don't have a shot caller right now, and they're, instead, they're just kind of communicating constantly as a team, mm-hmm. and... Th- I'm thinking maybe that has a little something to do with their success lately. Um, cause you'll notice that they're just so much more coordinated. And do you think mm-hmm. that maybe that's because they're no longer trying to perform, uh, in the fashion that one person is telling them to, but instead they're all performing to the very best that they possibly can to, you know, accomplish what they know needs to get done. Oh yeah, it's it's very possible, but the you know one thing there there's that question though is is it better to have that shot caller even if because we've said here on the show before you know if your team is making a decision even though it's the wrong one you need to all make it yeah it's better to all make the wrong decision than to like you know split up so there's more there's more chance of that happening but so far I mean I mean it's on the scoreboard. The, the way they're doing it this season so far is seems to be working. Oh, yeah. As of this episode, nine and one. Mm-hmm. And, like, not a small nine and one. I mean, a definitive nine and one. That, that first, uh, that first game that they lost to Cloud Nine and Timo, which, of course, will, I, I think, I'm almost thinking at this point, it'll never be forgotten. It'll no. go <laughs> down in history. Um, but, you know, ever since that first game, they look completely different. And every game they go into, they just destroy their opponent. Yeah. They, they, their games really haven't been close. And, but, <laughs> I mean, and this, this really brings up the question, though, and we were talking a little bit before the show, is, is TSM that good? Or is NA just that bad right now? Yeah, that's that's been the question, like burning a hole in my mind for probably the better part of two weeks now. Is is TSM really that much improved, or or has our meta or has the general skill level for our pro scene in North America just fallen way behind? Because if you look at it, there's not a lot of teams right now that you would consider to be at full strength. 
given mm-hmm. the roster changes, given the position swaps that they've initiated recently. I mean, really, the teams in North America, uh, or even given their experience, but the teams in North America that I would consider being uh, top of their game is Solo Mid, Cloud9, Dignitas, and, I mean, I hate to say it, but probably Team Coast. Nah, I'd say CLG over Coast. You really think CLG I, well, over Coast? Well, I don't know. Top of your top of their game, I, I would say I would be. I guess I would be more stingy with that. I'd say Cloud Nine and TSM, because every okay. other team has had so many like roster changes. Team Coast is is dismal in in the gutter right now. EG well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that they're team. losing. I know Team Coast is losing, mm-hmm. but uh, like their team feels less hit by all of this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, okay, if, we're, if we want to just go with the top performers, why not Dignitas, though? I mean, I know that they've got, you know, Cruise of the Bruiser, who's, like, their newest addition. But, uh, you know, Crumbs, Kiwi Kid, Skara, Emma Cutie Pie, they're all veteran to the team. Um, and he seems to be getting along with them pretty well at this point. They don't have the best record. But then again, they didn't exit with the best record at the end of the season last time. I feel like they've improved. I don't know. I, I guess it's just because Dignitas is like the always there. I mean, they are in num- <laughs> they are number three right now uh, at six and four. But but it's like number three a long ways away. So yeah, it is. I mean, the difference between I mean Cloud Nine eight and two, TSM nine and one, and then Dignitas at six and four. I mean, that's a huge. We're talking about two different levels there. So yeah, yeah you're Dignitas, you're talking two weeks to cap to catch yeah, up. Dignitas, if they keep going the way they're going. I think will be contender for number three. I don't think Curse. I mean, Curse is just terrible again. Um, CLG is like so like they had Hot Shot and then they had uh, Choster come back. Who Choster did really well, but it's like WWF here. People coming out of retirement uh, to play <laughs> in the games, and then EG and Co- <laughs> EG and Coast down at the bottom. Um, EG, I don't really care about, but. <laughs> Team Coast, like every, you know how they do the little videos between games. Yeah, you know, yeah. Spotlighting the team every for the past like three weeks, it's been every Team Coast video has been like Shifter's really good, like, and they talk about the mid matchup with Shifter and Bjergsen and Shifter and you know, Boy Boy or whatever, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then he goes and picks Katarina and they lose and. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay can we stop making shifters really good videos it seems know. like they stopped this week though yeah um so so yeah so like a lot of north america is is kind of hurting right now um and and actually it's weird maybe we should talk a little bit more about evil geniuses because everyone was thinking evil geniuses would show up on the scene and bring you know that european metagame and just you know stomp all over the playing field yeah, and, and that's maybe that's the last, that's the shred of evidence that we can cling to and say maybe <laughs> NA is not that bad because look at these European guys. They're over here and they're not doing great. Yeah, actually, the <laughs> three and seven is not a good record at all. So, um, maybe, maybe that's what we can hold on to. But the, then again, I mean, I have that feeling. I have that feeling that North America still is behind other, uh, regions. Maybe not so much Europe because I've been watching the European games and I feel like the European games aren't 
like I don't see the big swings that I see in in North America, and they don't seem as exciting to me. I so I'll I'll stop you there and say I agree that the European games don't feel as exciting to me. It's they're not as action packed, and and it comes from sort of the different meta, and they do play differently. Yeah, but I feel like the European games are at least you don't see nearly as many just shutouts in North mm-hmm. America. There is just shutout after shutout. In Europe, it at least feels like there's a lot of pretty good games going on. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say, you know, is, is Europe just higher skilled than North America or, or just they have teams which are more evenly matched? I, you know, I, I, I'm not knowledgeable enough to say that, but Europe at least, it feels like there's competition there. I mean, TSM is just blowing North America out of the water. They have one loss. Yeah. In Europe, it's not like that. In Europe, it's the best team is, uh, like Fnatic and Rocat. They are seven and three. And Gambit, I think, is also yeah, a three way tie for first. Well, it's, yeah. it's not just that. It's a three way tie for first and it's a four way tie for second. <laughs> yeah. And then there's so Millennium, who's Millennium. three and seven. Yeah. So. Millennium's not <laughs> faring so well. Um, but I think that's what excites me coming out of the European League. Um, and I, I, I don't think they're ex- as exciting to watch. Uh, I love watching NA. It's, it's explosive, but I can't help but feel the competition is stronger in Europe. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, it seems that the writers at Riot for lawlesports.com would, uh, agree with you because they put out these power rankings every single week. And, uh, they haven't put a new one out yet, uh, for the most recent standings. Mm-hmm. But the, they, and they go over the entire world is the nice thing. Now, what isn't nice is that recently, just to get like Europe and North America on that list, they went to like the top 20 instead of the top 10. So, oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, North, North America doesn't make an appearance, uh, on that list until number 14. And that's with Team Solo Mid. Hmm. Now something tells me that that you know Team Solo Mid will jump up uh, now that they're nine and one because mm-hmm. at a certain point you have to start you know acknowledging uh, the the accomplishments of the team. But before that, it's all you know uh, China, it's all uh, Korea, and then a little bit of Europe. You know, closer to the top. I think Fnatic, yeah, Fnatic comes in at fifth place on that power rankings. Okay, yeah. But you look at the top four. The top four is SK, SK Telecom T1K. And yeah, they're, they're undefeated in their league. They're also season three champions. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we have to ad- admit that those guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they definitely belong there with a, with a record like that. Yeah, yeah, it'll you know, I I feel like it'll be an interesting world. But I, I I to sort of to sort of close this out though, like North America, um, TSM and Cloud Nine are at the top, so it, it's it's different from Europe because it's like we already know. But I just want to throw this in here that if, you know before the split last year. Curse was on fire, number one, and they were they were something like ten and one or ten and two by the yeah. time the split came. And XDG at the time was Vulcan, and they were terrible, just like they are now. But 
in the second half, they came back and they ended up finishing second or third. I, I can't remember exactly, but they were, you know, one of the top teams and all that. So, you know, it's the before the split doesn't mean as much. Yeah, it's true. Is like right right now, it's the first half of the season. Um, when things get interesting is after the All Star split. Is I think what you're thinking of. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> we've we've got a little bit of time for the, uh, till then. Um, but that's when we really started to see how everyone was really performing last year. Mm-hmm. That's when we actually saw TSM come back. Mm-hmm. And finish, uh, like number one, number, t- or number two in North America. That's when we saw, uh, XDG and Vulcan come back. And then, of course, we saw, uh, Cloud9, you know, just explode that onto the didn't scene. didn't exist before the split. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, we could have another crazy Cloud9 situation with somebody showing up and just showing everybody yeah. else what for. And what, and what you have to go think, what you, what I think about always for, for when that happens is, Rocky Four, <laughs> the the montage where Rocky's like on TV and he's doing interviews and because he's the champion, and then mm-hmm. Ivan Drago is like, oh no no wait I'm thinking Rocky Three it's Mr T and Mr oh, T's geez. like training and you know working out <clears throat> and stuff right while Rocky's anyway, but I don't but I don't get the <laughs> sense of bravado that I'm used to from TSM from this team right now. Yeah, which could be good. I mean. They're not walking around with pillows. Reggie isn't up front, you know, doing his best Asian Nixon impression. Um, like, I feel like compared to the TSM that we know and, you know, kind of got used to, the current TSM is a lot more reserved publicly. Mm-hmm. So, only time will tell. And, uh, of course, like we pointed out, everything means nothing until the split. So, look forward to it then. Ah, <laughs> uh, where's my schedule? All right. So I think now we we've got to get into our game, right? Let's split off, and it's that time. Uh, yeah, it can be that time. Okay. So last week we asked people to uh, send us in their emails, uh, talking about who would be the best next person for hexakill right because there's that yeah. game mode and testing yeah. yes and so uh so for pentakill being the the fictional band for league of legends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is of course going to need a sixth member now which which champion and what would they play so what kind of answers did we pick up copy <clears throat> all right we got the astro nut who says chogath playing the jazz flute because <laughs> because even tough guys have a soft side <laughs> I'm not even sure if you can play a jazz flute with those mandibles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd put him on something. I don't know. Give him. He could do like the one-man band things. He's got the extra arms. Oh, that's true, like too. The drum on his back and harmonicas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one, one-man one band Cho'Gath? Is that a skin I, I, opportunity? I mean, should, <laughs> should a champion with the ability to silence be in a band regardless? Yeah, he silences good the, point. the hecklers. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What kind of music you play here? Oh, both kinds, country and western. <clears throat> get that. Google that reference. Man, I bet you guys don't even get that. All right. Sorrow. Oh, uh, nah. A lot of people answered Yasuo, of course, because he actually plays his little fife or whatever it is. Sorrowin says Yasuo, but he said something interesting afterwards. 
for his dance, he would stab, for his dance, he would stab his sword into the ground and pull out a saxophone and yell, face the woodwind. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then I imagine, like, he didn't say this, but I imagine he would then do, you know, like the ultimate sax guy. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that joke works with clarinet and oboe and like so (laughs) many, like, I mean, I would have loved loved it if he had said oboe just because it's a funny sounding instrument, right? (laughs) (laughs) Face the woodwind. Face the woodwind. Oh, that needs, that needs to be a skin now. Yep. Uh, right. Scott says Wukong. Says, I think a a good addition to Hexakill would be Wukong using his staff as a didgeridoo. Nice. <laughs> wow, wow. That's ve- it's very metal, you know? The didgeridoo. Also, is it going to be like an acoustic didgeridoo or, a, or an electric didgeridoo? <laughs> electric didgeridoo. <laughs> that's just a distortion right? pedal, right? The distortion pedal for your didgeridoo. I, something tells me that the didgeridoo is, uh, you know, it, it's due for a revival in uh, metal music. <laughs> it's didgeridoo? <laughs> yeah, it's didgeridoo for a revival. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, cheerio! Because the didgeridoo has historically been such a in, so intricate to metal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have Paul, who says Lux. <clears throat> he kind of has a story to go along with it. Yeah, no, I think there's more to that answer than, <laughs> than says, just Lux, huh? After seeing how Demacia ruined the environment while building their city. Lux painted her hair black, moved to Ionia, and applied to Pentakill, playing her violin <coughs> while doing black metal backup vocals. So she's going to play the, the violin and do backup vocals. She insisted that they release a pagan metal album shaming Demacia and Noxus for their crimes against nature. Wow. <laughs> so That's... I would like to see that Lux skin, like, because, you know, she's sort of the bubbly, like, cheerleader. <laughs> Like have her like metal lux. Yeah, (laughs) going through a phase lux. (laughs) With the hot topic lux, college lux, (laughs) college lux. Oh, good answers. Good answers. Yeah, good. (laughs) This week, uh, I, I think that you know you you had something that came in from. A viewer who gave us this idea for our um, game this week. Well, it's it's a uh, this was from J Rev Lancer, and he had a question. He was talking about esports. He's saying, "When will, or how far away are we from individual players doing commercials, like getting sponsored by like Adidas and Reebok?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we wanted to come up with uh, champions doing commercials, like so. If uh, if a company or a product was going to sponsor uh, esports or League of Legends, which champion would be in their commercial, and you know, what would what would they be? What would they be hawking? Hawking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like gangplank selling pirates booty. <laughs> no, dude, Captain Morgan. Or that too, that too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Trying to think of some, but that was that was from J Rev Lancer. So you win the the uh, low elo points for giving us that idea. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, break out the email. Uh, let us know that, uh, if they were to do a commercial, who your favorite champion is and what they would, uh, what they would endorse. Maybe even tell us a little bit about their commercial. But remember the, one of the secrets to getting it on the air is to keep it short, keep it brief. Send that to team at lowelo.com. We'll, uh, pick out the best, read it on the air. Uh, before we move on to email, uh, I think, you know, this being our 101st, we just finished our 100th, I do want to give a shout out to uh, everyone who's been kind enough to give donations to the show over the last two years. Uh, donations have made up a really important part of funding Low Elo as uh, we go through a lot of changes over here. Uh, for example, there is a time where I was in transition between work and had no source of income. Uh, there's also been recent times where, you know, Dave's gone through the exact same transitions. And uh, because we originally fund all of this right out of pocket, those uh, donations made sure that the show stayed on the air. Let us pay our bills. Let us pay uh, the bills for hosting and uh, for services like our website and things like that to keep us up to date. So that's been uh, really great. But I wanted to give a shout out to two outstanding donators, Rolando R. for his generous donation celebrating our 100th episode, and to Patrick C. for his ongoing support and generosity. If you'd like to give to the show and uh, donate, any amount uh, is is worth it, but there's a lot of different options, whether it be a subscription or one time. Go ahead and shoot yourself over to lowelo.com slash donate, and you can find all the details you need there to give back to the show. Of course... Probably the best way to support the show, uh, if you don't have anything to give, is to, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Listen, tell your friends, take the lessons that we teach here and uh, share them with the community just by, you know, making them a part of the way that you play and to stay classy. So, what do we got in our big bag of email this week? Uh, we have two around the world updates. Oh, nice. One from Paul from Hungary. Oh, I'm says, so hungry. I'm from Hungary, <laughs> and I'm writing this email. Uh, then we have one from Wolfsteer, who sent us a picture uh, from his trip to Iceland. He was in a Ooh. town called Olafvik, which translated okay. means Olaf's Cove or Olaf's place or something like that. And okay. so he's got a picture of him standing in front of the sign that says, Willkommen auf Olafvik. Nice. In Icelandish. That's... That's your people, Eric. What do, what, what do they speak in Iceland? <laughs> in Iceland, they speak Icelandic. Oh, uh, okay. Not, my, are you sure it's not Icelandish? <laughs> uh, my people are Norwegian, and the two languages actually diverge quite a bit. Oh, I won't oh. dive into it too much. Icelandic is one of my favorite languages. It sounds like breathing punctuated by consonants. No, like, it's really hard to explain. It's, it's like... But you're going to try. It's like, it's like the most <laughs> relaxed... Just like sighing through words. Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm not going to try because I would. Well, it would be nothing but a humiliation. <laughs> well, Icelandic people and Norwegian people look alike to me. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we also had a Q-tip from last week. Remember, we asked everyone to uh, tell us how they beat Riven. Yeah, and we didn't have a lot of those, which I think just well, <laughs> kind of taught us that. You know, you can't beat Riven, right? Yeah, that's what it means. Um, <laughs> but most people just said the champions they use, like to counterpick, I guess. So uh, Ninja Pirate uses Graves. He says, use a marksman 
which is the new word for AD carry, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you choose a marksman, and marksmen have a good time against Riven, uh, I guess. And then that's true. Ross says Tarek is actually very, very good against Riven. Yeah, because I was saying this came from me playing Alistair again, because I could just headbutt her away and like get away from me. I don't even want to fight you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do. play. <laughs> so I mean, Tarek, you know, if she tries to get on you, you just stun and. What up? I'm Tarek. Um, <laughs> Phelan says Vi is good against her. Uh, Anthony says LeBlanc crushes Riven and Lane. Her WE completely negate Riven's engage, and LeBlanc will usually come out on top in nearly every trade. And Master167 says Easy, take cloth armor and five health potions to start and keep her from farming. If that doesn't work, go with the same start, but play Garen and win. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the detailed advice. Play Garen and win. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I haven't I haven't tried that before. So, uh, <laughs> um, we have a few questions. Quite a few questions from people. We have a question from Jem. He's a relatively new listener. So R N L. Why do you guys think that League does not have any sort of voice com? or service built into the game. Now, of course, you will get trolls, and toxic toxicity in the game would be a valid counter-argument, but I still see a lot of benefit from having a built-in voice service Not everyone would, and not everyone would abuse it. I would like to hear your opinions on the matter. Here's, here's why I think VoiceCom doesn't exist in League of Legends. Um, it's because it can't be controlled by Riot. Because if you give people the ability to use voice comms, then you're going to have people that get on there and, you know, it's just, you know, curse this, F that, and, you know, racial, racial epithet, you <laughs> yeah. know. Xbox it's gonna Live, be, basically. It, <laughs> it's going to be Xbox Live. Yeah, it'll be, it'll turn into Xbox Live very, very quickly. Um, and there's no way to opt out of, that kind of language without just turning off voice comms. You know, there's, there's really like, I'm sure that the technology exists, but I doubt they've can implement mm. it into the game in any meaningful fashion to censor voice chat. Yeah. And, and there are so many other solutions. Like if you're playing with friends, like, I mean, Skype is now a legitimate Microsoft thing now. <laughs> Not, kind of like the underground thing from Norwegian. But, uh, yeah, there's Skype and Mumble and TeamSpeak. Those are all still around. So, I mean, it mm -hmm. it's not preventing anyone from doing it, not having yeah. it in the game. I mean, the the other thing is, is I look at other games that have implemented voice chat, and uh, I really have to ask my ask how often do you even see those systems used, as beneficial as they are. I mean, Eric, you and I, we play a lot of Battlefield. And mm -hmm. I think... And I it's it's a rare day, a rare game when I hear people using the in-game voice chat, and it's got some of the best in-game voice chat that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's well, it's good. Uh, I, I like I, it's I were, high quality. the The sound is good. Yeah, no, it it is. It they and Codex have improved over the years. That's true. I mean, um, like Payday Two has really good audio or. Uh, voice chat um but i will say and and relevant to this whole conversation is 
Uh, my brother plays a lot of Heroes of New Earth, and while I won't talk, well, I won't talk much about Heroes of New Earth on a League of Legends podcast, it does have built-in voice chat. Um, and it is foul. <laughs> <laughs> it it is an unpleasant environment. Um, and so I I most people just uh, check the mute box. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it I, seems like it, a lot of work for them for not much reward. It, yeah, it, that the, I think that's true. Implementing voice chant can't be easy. You have to, you know, hire people to do that and implement voice codecs and all that. And in the end, are you creating a, you know, like I was saying at the beginning, are you creating an environment which you want to play in? Yeah. Uh, and think of how long I it just, took Riot to nerf Ribbon. It's gonna, it's gonna take them <laughs> that much longer to uh, implement voice chat. Um. <laughs> It it just, I think it would cause more trouble than it would cause happy. <laughs> that it would cause happy. Nice. Low science team, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not the low. It's not the low elo humanities major with lots poetry of words. Slam poetry society. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, you bring up that point of the codex. And, like, that's a world that I used to be very close to. In fact, when I started this podcast, I worked for the telephone company. So, uh. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, but if you think about the number of subscribers that League of Legends has right now, what are they up to? Like 67 million worldwide? Yeah. Ridiculous. Imagine trying to manage 67. Well, I guess this isn't an imag- imagine, but the logistics of trying to manage the additional traffic that could be generated by voice. Oh, um, sure. Normally wouldn't be all that much because the bandwidth requirements for voice aren't really that high these days when you compare it to everything else out there. But when you talk about multiplying it by potentially 67 million people, yeah. suddenly be it becomes a lot greater. And, you know, cost. Yeah. Because, you know, people don't, like, Riot doesn't own an audio codec. I mean, or, the, or at least not a, a real-time voice one. Or I'm the guessing. internet, yeah. Yeah, or the internet, yeah. Google so there's, the internet. <laughs> but there's, you know, you have to license per user, and then you've also got to, you know, provide bandwidth for them to speak to each other, which, you know, it's just, oh my gosh, the the nightmare, the absolute nightmare. But I think we all agree, do, or do we all agree that the number one reason is because most of the time you wouldn't want to talk to your teammates, no, which is really an unfortunate uh, or no, it's not that you wouldn't want to talk to them, it's that you wouldn't want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what no, smart things I mean, are that's... for. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's, I, it's really I... unfortunate. Like, that depresses me. That's... Yeah, but, I mean, even turning on all chat is a risk in League of Legends. Yeah, yeah that's I, true. If, if, if you could hear people going on tirades about whatever their personal stances on whatever things are. Yeah. I just don't, it's just not going to be pleasant. It's, it's not going to be pleasant. All right. Then you, you're you going to have all the other ones, you know, guy who leaves his mic on all the time while listening mm-hmm. to death metal. Gu- guy who's eating cereal while playing League of Legends. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, we, I think we all think it'd be a great idea. In, an, in the ideal low elo world, voice oh, chat yeah. would be incredible. And everyone would love it. And you would make so many new friends. 
and and you would be coordinating and you yeah. would have great games and it would be blessed. Yeah, but our viewership isn't on the 67 million level yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're working on. We're it. working our way to 67 million. Anyway, let's move yeah. on. We spent way too long on this. All right, <laughs> Master167 says after watching LCS I noticed that almost no one bought a tier 3 t- trinket. Do you think that Riot can make any change to make them relevant? Hmm. Well, hmm. first, I think that's an assumption that because they didn't buy them, they're not relevant. I don't know. I mean, well, it, see, I'm thinking back to like my previous games, and it it all depends on the game. Like sometimes I do go for the tier three trinket if I need to be placing a lot of vision wards, or or you know, if the enemies can stealth, then I'm going to buy. Uh, whatever the tier three red is, because it's incredibly useful in that situation. But um, but oftentimes I just don't end up doing it. Yeah, same here. You know, you know my, that money I feel like I could funnel off into getting captain on my boots or something. Yeah, it's better. It's better spent on getting a triforce or something like that. Sure, is that, and, and is I think that that's problem, probably though? um maybe. I, I think that it's only a problem if Riot thinks that it's a problem. <laughs> I see I don't Here's the thing. I don't feel like tier 3 trinkets are useless. And I feel like if if that was our general opinion, like why would you ever get a tier 3 trinket? That is a problem. Yeah. But but I, there okay. are situations which you do get a tier 3. Now, I I could say other things about the blue trinket. I would say, in what situation would you use the blue trinket? Uh, but I think it's kind of like boot enchants. Um, the the usefulness. I mean, yeah, it's useful to have like an actual ward if you get the yellow one, um, or a pink ward that you can put down every so often, uh, or to sweep more often to get the. I think the the most, the most popular tier three trinket has to be the red one to get the oracles and the. To get the oracle, yeah, yeah. So you can check more than one bush, but uh, it's not cost prohibitive. I mean, it's like four hundred seventy-five gold to upgrade to tier three, so you can do yeah. it pretty much whenever you want. I mean, you can almost always have that much gold when you find yourself at home. Yeah, Just, yeah. <laughs> I think I think a lot of times what it comes down to is that at the when it comes to the point where you can spend the gold on it, you're either you know, losing hard enough that it's not to a benefit of you and you have more pressing issues at hand, or you're winning hard enough that you don't need it to like there's the struggle isn't there for you to have to build the advantage that the higher level vision item would grant you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's fine because I don't think the vision items were ever meant, at least on the tier three upgrades, to swing games. I think working as intended. Yeah, working as intended. Could they do something to improve it? Always. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so Tony has a question for us. He says, Whenever I duo with a friend, we lose. Because he <laughs> ends up feeding. And if I don't Uh-oh. duo, I feel guilty, but win. If I don't play ranked all at all, he makes fun of me for not being ranked or not playing ranked. What should I do? Well, um, <laughs> so uh, I just want to say, so you, your friend, I use the term friend loosely here, uh, 
<laughs> what you've described of your relationship to me is that he joins, he duo queues with you, feeds and loses you the game. And then if you're not doing that, he's making fun of you for not playing ranked. <laughs> um, so, 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 sounds like a guy you might not want to play league with. <laughs> yeah. That's what Putting I'm that doing. out there. Let's, let's assume a best case scenario. Let's, let's assume that he's saying that his friend feeds, but what's really happening is his friend is trying his hardest and mm. dying a lot anyways. Um, that's, okay. That's so, so, yeah, here, here, here's, here's how I'll come to this. I'll come to this from the perspective of the guy who's not very good at the game. Cause that's a pretty easy perspective for me. <laughs> And, and, and I duo lane with my friend a lot. My friend is an ADC. I usually play support and, um, he's really, really good at the game. Uh, and, and he used to make fun of me some, uh, you know, good hearted jostling. And maybe that's kind of what this is. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. He wasn't putting you down. He was, but he was ribbing you. But eventually what happened is he, we would just get on Skype, just the two of us. We would, we would duo queue and he would just, we we would never stop talking. We would say, okay, best strat right now. Do you think, you know, do, 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 do. Um, we would work our way through strategies. We would, we would figure out how we interacted really well, what champions we played together really well. And eventually we got to the point where we win the majority of our games when we're playing together, hmm. which was really, really satisfying because I made like huge really visible improvements in my game and it also made it so we could play together and he didn't have to worry about you know losing all the time and you think that was due to communication i think it's a hundred percent well practice you know but yeah but it sounds like they're playing together anyway so practice practice but just just talk 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 um not to like annoy each other well yeah <laughs> but, yeah but 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 communicate and, and talk through strategies figure out well, why? Maybe he doesn't realize that he's not he's not playing so well. Um, figure out what's going on. Maybe maybe he's playing, you know, a hero which doesn't suit his playstyle as well. Try to figure something else out. Um, that's what really helped me. Yeah, I think uh, in in doing that, you want to employ a few strategies for your communication, depending on the kind of communicator that he is, and. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them, of course, you know, you could be, if he's, if he's not big on the strategies, you could be giving him strategies, but, um, that, that's, could go either way. I think that what you, one important thing is you should constantly be asking him, um, well, okay, not constantly. You should be asking <laughs> him what his champion is capable of. Maybe not hmm. for the purpose of you knowing. But for the purpose of you, one, one, you understanding what he thinks the champion is capable of at that given point in time. Sure. But also to contrast that with reality so that you can kind of perform these reality checks, get him thinking about what his guy is capable of. And then, you know, you can kind of either reset him gently or, uh, you know, let him know just what he can really do or, or you could you know jump in with a way to use a certain ability something like that and the way that these mm -hmm. conversations might go would be something like uh okay eric i think on this this return we're going to want to push just a little bit and then can you, do you think that you can stun them 
just as I like, you know, 90 caliber net into them or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that he gets the chance to respond with a, oh, I don't get stun until level five. And then you go, okay, stun's really good. This is hypothetical <laughs> conversation, no, right? That's when you exit yeah, game. Yeah. Alt F4 right there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where, you know, but that's your chance to say, okay, stun's really good. Uh, get that so that we can do the thing I just said. Um, but also he may, he may reply with a, you know, yeah, I have it, but here's the problem that I have. And then that, that creates a dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. So if yeah. the, if the yeah, issue absolutely. is that he's not very good, communication's great, but I think finding ways with that communication to educate him about the way he is playing is like next level communication for you. Yeah. And, and I think two points is that one, uh, <laughs> there's a situation that happened very recently when I was playing with Gankenstein and he's sort of our mascot, one of our mascots here at Lowelo for being, you know, really bad, but uh, really fun. <laughs> but to play we, but we love him. He's we love like, he's so low elo because he's always positive and he's always improving and he has improved a great deal since we, yeah. he like yeah, first started yeah. playing with us. I, I love playing anyway, with Gankenstein. So, yeah, he loves, he likes to play Blitzcrank a lot and that's his Twitter is rusty Blitzcrank. I just, there you go, gang. I just gave you some Twitter followers, but, uh, yep. <laughs> He was playing, you know, I was playing 80 carry, I can't remember who I was playing, but I was 80 carry bottom, and I was like, dude, go stand in that bush. And he's like, it was a support Annie, of course, with a stun, right? With like a stun Tibbers ready. Like, go stand in that bush. Uh, And he's like, why? I know she's in there. And I'm like, to give me vision. (laughs) (laughs) So I can see whether I'm about to get Tibbers on my head. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And just like a basic little thing like that that you might not think about if you're not used to playing with other people. Like yeah. especially mm-hmm. in a bottom lane duo duo queue situation. Yeah. And and yeah. your other thing, what Jeff said, I thought this could be a topic on a later episode, but Well, I'm sure we'll make it a topic. What, what? how to how to manipulate your teammates into being better players through <laughs> subtle communication. No, no, no. <laughs> one th- one thing you said that I typed out is knowing what your champ is capable of. Because yeah. how many times have you played a game and done really, really well with a champion and then pl- immediately gone into your next game with that same champion and done terrible? Yeah. An example for me yeah. is Kha'Zix. Kha'Zix is stupidly easy. And if you're good at him, that doesn't mean you're any good at anything. <laughs> okay? Kha'Zix is a stupid champion. I've, you know, you've heard me preach on this. So sometimes when I'm really frustrated or something, I'll go play jungle Kha'Zix and, you know, like kill people. And I'll, in one, the, like the first game, I'll just wreck and like all the ganks will be kills and I'll steal all the kills and I'll get like 25 and 0. And, and then the next game, it's all, it's like every time I just feed. <laughs> and the reason is, is because I'm remembering like, oh yeah, like my champ, like I, I'm still playing like I'm a fed Kha'Zix. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm a level three Kha'Zix with a, you know, a machete. Yeah, and aren't you adorable? <laughs> but anyway, I think that, yeah, exactly. He thinks he's people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, LCSNA. Anyway, good question. Yeah, r- really good question. Yeah. Good questions this, for this episode. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Any others? I got one more. Yeah. From the killer. Throw Muppet, it out there. From the killer Muppet. Oh, oh, terrifying. <clears throat> has a question about burst mages. 
It says, I made I main mid as Brand, Viger, Diana, LeBlanc, etc., and have found that it is extremely difficult to be to be effective to burst almost anyone down. I love Diana, blah, blah, blah. Am I doing something wrong with Diana or the rest of these mages? Or is it just due to the new changes of the game? Um, first, is that, or is, I thought it was easy to burst, easier now to burst people down. Like, well, it, it is, but if everything's equal and nothing else has taken place, like your opponent is, you know, just as fed as you are, um, and you don't have someone ganking, then bursting people down is really not a very realistic proposition. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it sounds to me because he didn't talk about anyone ganking for him or you know generating an item lead or anything like that mm-hmm. to lead me to think that uh, that's it's anything but an even situation. And I think that in the current meta, everything being equal, it's yeah, it's supposed to be really hard to burst somebody down. Otherwise, all those champions would be completely OP, right? Well, that's yeah, <laughs> that's the Kazakh situation. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> he hits he six and he does burst people down. Well, I think LeBlanc is a little bit of that way too. But don't forget either that sending someone back is just a, is almost just as big a victory, especially earlier uh, when the death timers are really low. So, uh, you know, even so, like here's for example, I've played a lot of LeBlanc. I love playing LeBlanc, um, and I used to play her mid all the time before she was cool hipster glasses. Engage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, my strategy with LeBlanc was as soon as I hit six, I would do a full combo. I don't care who it was, what the situation was, I'd do it. Why? Because if I didn't kill them, I would get them low enough that they'd be too scared to hang, ar- hang around. And then if you were able to hit six first, that means they are level five. They go back. Yeah. You probably get to level seven by the time they get back to the lane, burst them, you, and then LeBlanc's cooldown or ult is so low you just full combo them again and they mm-hmm. either have to hang out at like a quarter health to try to get xp uh or they go back again and that creates a huge advantage yeah as as a jungler uh mid is my favorite lane to gank and has been for quite some time uh, just because of the the tools that are typically available to a mid lane and the amount of burst damage that they can throw down it's usually the most secure gank uh in in most of my games and when I'm with somebody who's really bursty and that wants to burn, uh, burn somebody down, what I've noticed there, when they're most successful, other than when I'm ganking for them, is when they take advantage of an imbalance in the lane. For example, like Compi said, like right as he's hit six and the other person's still at five, that means you have higher stats, more health, more mana, you're going to do more damage than they will. It's no longer an equal situation. So I think that's one of the biggest things. If you're looking to burst people down, look, try to do it when that, that imbalance occurs. Do it when you have a level up on them and right as you gain a level up on them. Because if you've been training them with the amount of damage you can do, they may suddenly be thrown off guard by the increase in that damage. And and that's why you need to fix your hotkeys to where that you can hit the way mine is set to alt. So yeah. I can alt and then hit QWER to level up any of those. And I cannot mm-hmm. count the number of times I've gotten a kill in a lane because I was able to level up and like for example, I could level up Garen's ultimate while I was spinning in their face. 
So you can time it and you can say, I'm right, I'm about to hit level six right now. I'm on Garen. I queue in, silence, start spinning. Someone, some minion dies. I hit level six, instant level up, level up ultimate, an ult, ignite dead. Yep. I mean, to, so that's a that's a key skill that I think. And we were talking about mechanics. Was it last episode mm-hmm. or recently? So that's that's another one is to to really practice that leveling up and never click to level up. Yeah, people make fun of me on streams because when I'm just like tooling through the jungle yeah. i will just like you know <laughs> I'll, I'll like set my next destination and i'll be looking at everybody else's screen and i'll just be like oh look level up click <laughs> <laughs> i don't do it in a team fight obviously like if it's a team fight i level up with a with a uh, control command um because mine are wired to control but yeah i i still click on them when i'm just <laughs> tooling around the map and, you know I- i've got to travel I have that luxury as a jungler. That's so. why you like the jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can one click, of them. You can click. Right. Your keyboard turner. Yeah, keyboard turning. <laughs> oh my god, it's the best way to turn. <laughs> <laughs> I need to How see what's around that corner. Hold D. <laughs> we have so many references in this episode. Man, oh to man. Old things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, get good at your key bindings, practice your mechanics, and be ready to act, you know, the moment you see an advantage. I think that's the best advice we could give you. Other than, just get your jungler to gank for you. That's well, naturally. Yeah, or or go bottom and burst somebody down there. They're probably or at a three-quarters health anyway. Just play co-op versus AI. <laughs> <You know? laughs> burst down the bots real easy. <laughs> Oh man, that's bad advice. Well, <laughs> I mean, thank you for your email, buddy. Killer Muppet. Yeah, Killer Muppet. Thank you for your email, and uh, thank you for all that email. We had some great email this week, and uh, it's it's always a pleasure to answer your questions and uh, read your round the world updates. If you happen to have more for us, make sure you send them to us at team at lowelo dot com. A good subject line that's brief and tells us what we're going to be looking at is key to your success uh but other than that you know just keep it short and keep it sweet and use punctuation and capital letters when they're appropriate nah you don't <laughs> do any of those things this isn't in the college paper just, just remember capital letters always appropriate always <laughs> How about this week uh we turn it over to the science team to read out the iTunes reviews Ooh, very scientific. I will analyze only uh, reviews that are good. <laughs> that's that's a scientific word, right? No, good. Yes, good is a uh, scientific good, value. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, J Rock says, "Solid work, boys. Great for listening to while I do the dishes at night." Um, glad, glad we can help out. Congrats with on doing the dishes. The, yeah. The no, tedium. We're, we're good for doing chores, man. Yeah. Update, please, says, I am hoping to make the hundredth episode. Thanks so much for the community. Episodes full of knowledge and complete awesomeness. Uh, Thanks so much. Stay classy. So. You made 101. Uh, you made 101. You made 101. Both. But that's all right. It's all right. You're still in the three digits, you know. 
Um, You've got a lot of room for that one, though. That's a very well, wide net. You know, there's like 800 of those, but <laughs> not 900. Yeah. There are 800. I, the, I think our digits from the, the low helo science team, science right? Here. I think our science team is uh, gravely underfunded. It's not That's their right. fault. It's, it's management. If you if if you want to donate to Lowy Low, just put a comment that says for funding the science team. Yeah, right. We'll get me we'll get me some lab equipment that beeps and boops or something. Um, Devin Creamer writes in says hilarious, informative, and classy. I have never listened to a podcast on a regular basis before, but I had to download the podcast app just to listen to this. Um, wow. That's that's a big honor. Yeah, Thank you. We're app worthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, an excited Fuji writer says the OPness has been set to Wumbo. <laughs> Is that now? That's a scientific level of measurement, right? Yeah. Wumbo. Uh, Wumbo. It's. I think it's one above Jumbo, <laughs> <laughs> which is like three above large truck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How much is a big gulp? <laughs> I think a big gulp is 0.6 wombos. Yeah. <laughs> or is that, that might be a metric wombo, you know. Yeah. Um, heavy whipsicles says, like an ash arrow in the knee, it's so OP. Love this podcast. I've learned many things and chuckled a few times. Motivated me to try Timo as a jungler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The things people do for listening to me. Oh, man. Um, ooh, here's an interesting one by Tempest Mori. He says, hello, hello, Elo. I promised myself that if you made 100 episodes, I would give you a five star rating. So congratulations. We've earned it. Um, Yay. well, if that means if we get to 200, you have to give us a six star rating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and that's going to involve a lot more work. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, Unitoaster says, I love Loilo. You guys have been such a big help when it comes to my gameplay. Listen to you all day at work. Um, I might recommend getting some work done, but, uh, yeah. glad you, <clears throat> glad you listen. Yeah. We wouldn't uh, want to be responsible for Some that. people don't need their, yeah. to, their ears to work, you know. They can just That's yeah. true. Ho hopefully your work isn't like audio technician. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or, or like police dispatcher, or or nuclear yeah, power yeah. plant safety inspector. <laughs> I feel like that's one you could probably do while listening to Low Elo. I don't know the sound, right? Meltdown. Yeah, don't you have to listen like <laughs> for a a beeping noise? No, I, like I, I I imagine that that kind of work oh. is in front of a computer screen all day now. Yeah, probably. So shouldn't probably. there be like a visual alert? Well, from watching The so. Simpsons, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't think a podcast has ever played into any of the disasters Homer Simpson has caused at that <laughs> nuclear plant. Nope. And so with that as evidence, so, I mean, I'll so, check so, with so. my science team, but I'm pretty sure that that's sufficient evidence to say that a podcast is not a danger to someone who's working at a nuclear uh, power plant. I'm, I'm, I'm running the calculations right now, but uh, the, the evidence seems to point toward that being true. Okay. A podcast is not dangerous to the work environment. Alright. Um, finally, we have a review from Dom P55, who says, This podcast helped me keep a positive attitude 
and not race while I worked from bronze five to almost gold five in a month. Thanks, homies. Keep it up and remember to stay classy. Nice. That's a nice yeah. move. Bronze five to gold five. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That's two divisions. So that's some work. Yeah. Like, con- not only thank you for the reviews, but congratulations, Dom P55. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, all of the, all of the well wishes since, uh, hitting 100 have been great to hear from all of our fans. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like reading them here in the reviews is even better. We're up to 830 five star reviews. Um, it's just our 830 ratings, five star status on iTunes. It's amazing. Um, thank you to everyone in the community because while this is may, you know, this hundred is, is like our milestone, it's also your milestone because we wouldn't have gotten here without you. It's just as much your show as it is ours. Yep. Mm hmm. So. Uh, if you'd like to send your own review on uh, iTunes, we encourage you to do so if you haven't done so already. It's actually pretty easy to do from the in in uh, from inside the app that you're listening to us on now. You can also rate us on uh, other services like uh, what's that one that we have Stitcher. for? Yeah, Stitcher. Yeah, we can be rated on Stitcher. Man, we should go back and find out if people are rating us on Stitcher. We've been so neglectful of our Android audience. I feel so. What bad. about what about Zune? Come on, dude. Oh, no, the story is is that like Zune will not put us on their list. Will not list us. Oh, Wait, man. really? It's weird. Like I've oh my god, I've exchanged uh twi- tweets with their support people, handing them directly our feed. And it just never shows up. Wow. It's like there's something That's... wrong with low ELO on a Windows platform. It's really odd. That's really weird. So, um, huh. you know, I mean, yeah, we'll have to, like, now that that environment's changing actually pretty significantly, we'll go revisit that and see if we can get ourselves yeah. in there. We're always looking to get on new platforms. But we yeah. are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. Uh, most we phones. Have, we have two reviews on Stitcher. <laughs> What's that? We have two reviews on Stitcher. Oh, okay. So we have two. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If you're on Android listening to us via Stitcher, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> shame on you because we only have two reviews there. That's why we're not reading them. <laughs> yeah. I won't read them till we get a third one. <laughs> then I'll read one. Yep. Pay it um, forward. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, but but regardless, thank you everyone who's reviewed for us. Um, yeah, also, absolutely. thank you to everyone who's been sending in emails for our, these last 100 episodes, and uh, for all of you who will continue to send in emails for the next 100, because we're going to be around. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you can send those emails to team at lowelo.com. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can do so by getting on to Twitter, which is an awesome little service, uh, especially if you're, you know, using a mobile phone or if you're sitting at a computer all day, you'd be surprised just how awesome Twitter is. Uh, pop in and follow each one of us. You can follow me as Eat Gamer. You can follow Dave as Low Elo Dave. And you can follow Mr. Eric Belsas as, well, Belsas, B-E-L-S-A-A-S. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't spell it wrong. <laughs> which which is a real danger. You can also follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash community. We put all of our updates there, as well as high-res versions of our cover art, 
So if you, you know, want to get those for whatever reason, well, that's the place to do it. You can also hit us up on Twitch and watch our live stream. It's www.twitch.tv slash low elo community. Stop by, give us a follow and check out our regular streaming as well as the impromptu streaming that comes up every now and then from Compy and myself. If you'd like to play in any of those streamed games, the best place you could possibly be would is in the low elo chat, in the in-game chat. So when you're in the pvp.net client, click on the chat room icon. It looks like two word bubbles in the bottom right. Hit the plus chat bubble to create a new chat room and type in L-O-W-E-L-O. Search it. Once you've got that up, hit the little gear and you can choose from there to auto join every single time. You'll find that it does fill up every now and then. So it's a good idea to maybe stop into low elo two if you can't get in, but check it out. We pick all of our players from there. This is also a great place to hook up with the community and try out a few things. Uh, most recently, people are trying out the new 100-game challenge together. So if you're looking for other people that you want to try out new champions with, well, here's a great place to find them. Um, did I hit them all, Compy? Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh, thank God. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I didn't. Because I didn't tell anyone to go to our website at www.lowelo.com. So go to our website at www.lowelo.com because I managed to forget everything else. Yes, we do have a website. Check out everything that we've got there, including show notes, uh, the music that we have in every single episode, and a great discussion forum where you can talk about the show or you can talk about whatever League of Legends topics are coming up to you right now. So it's, it's, uh, happening hip hopping joint to be in <laughs> I'm trying to be hip for all oh, the kids man. Man. Yeah, the, kids, <laughs> the kids love it hip well, kids love that hippity hop <laughs> uh, aren't hippity hops like the, the giant inflatable balls with the handles that you bounce around on oh I don't know I didn't realize those had a name they were just like the giant bouncy ball things oh I don't know that have been made wildly inappropriate thanks to South Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Stick of truth, man. Next month. Oh, so excited. Uh, I just wish it was multiplayer. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> episode 101. I've been your host, Jeff Wyckoff, aka Eat Crayons, Eat Gamer, both, whatever. Uh, Dave <laughs> Quarles is my co-host, aka Copy386. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got you on the first try. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Eric has, uh, joined us for episode five. Is that? Wait, uh, this is my fourth episode. Oh, this is your fourth episode. So is on his yeah. fourth episode and, uh, constitutes, uh, effort in the new year to bring you more science. Uh, so thank you, Eric Belsas, aka Miley Cyrus. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> oh man, who knows what science will bring to low elo in episode 102. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Are we done? We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Thanks you, thank you for listening and, uh, don't forget summoners. Stay classy.